Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUPFANTASY in all caps at manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Listen, I usually don't do things outside of my comfort zone. That's a lie, I do. I do things outside my comfort zone. I do things in a comfort zone. So, I'm just chilling right here in the bedroom. Well, in my bed, in our bedroom, not your bedroom, obviously. Or maybe in your bedroom. Decide if you're listening to this disaster or show in your bedroom. And that's okay. Regardless, we're coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to be us with me, Daniel Smooth. How are you guys doing? It's been a been a while since we've done another show, but that's okay. It's been only 10 days. Um, there are times I haven't done a show in like two weeks or two months. But that's okay. Um, I hope you guys are doing okay in this uh, supposed snowstorm that's coming here on Long Island. But uh, regardless, we're we're rolling. We're rolling. That's okay. Um, baseball has a pitch clock. Yeah, that that rule has been added to effect. And I gotta tell you, it is. Fucking stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. I don't see how a pitch clock is going to 
make the game better. Yes, it makes the game faster, but in reality, all it does is that it it's going to cause more injuries, it's going to cause frustration, and you're going to see less and less people play the game of baseball. I'm telling you, it is one of, if not the stupidest rule change I have ever heard in my life. And please, Major League Baseball, but they won't do this. They won't do it. They won't They won't change that changed rule. They will not do anything about it. Because what they'll do is they all they want to do is make money. This is what happens. You make a non-baseball guy and Rob Manfred, the commissioner of fucking baseball. This is what happens. See? Adam Silver is a basketball guy. <laughs> He is. He is. Um, Sami Zayn had a world title opportunity at Elimination Chamber. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. It was a good match. It was a really good match. Heat of the moment in Montreal, Sami Zayn's hometown. And it was against the undisputed... Universal heavyweight champion in Roman Reigns. And Roman beats him. Roman beats Sami Zayn in Montreal in, I think, the biggest pin drop you can hear. You, you couldn't hear you could hear a pin drop at how quiet Montreal was. It has been that quiet since probably since Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. And the question that is on a lot of minds here is did WWE do the right thing? Now, if you're questioning if they did the right thing, you don't know the wrestling business that well. And again, neither do I. But that's okay. Um, Roman should Roman was supposed to win from the get go. Let's be honest here. Do you really want to see Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes fighting each other in WrestleMania, the main event of WrestleMania? Just. Let's be honest here. Do you really, really, honestly want to see that shit? Now, I have nothing against Sammy. Nothing. But in terms of, like, the wrestling business side of things, would you really want to see that shit? Or do you want to see good versus evil? The two, the biggest heel versus the biggest baby face. In Cody Rhodes, the guy who was destined from the moment he arrived back in WWE to win the championship. It was his destiny to win if it was Daddy. Daddy of the Garden. Like, let's be honest here. Who would you rather see? Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes win the world title? Now, they could split the titles 
on the weekend of Mania and make this a lot easier. But then again, what do I know? I'm just some dude behind a microphone. All right. Do the Colts trade up to the first overall pick to nab Bryce Young, or do the Bears stay put at the first overall pick? To be completely honest, I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know. I, I just want free agency to come. I want free agency to get here. And I want to see how shit's going to roll. I want to see how everything plays out for free agency and ultimately for the draft. I am fascinated. I am interested in seeing how this is going to work. But I here here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's where I think how the draft is going to play out. You're going to look at one of the two best defensive players in this draft, one of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, probably Anderson going first overall to the Bears. Or unless the Chicago is stupid and decides to take a quarterback and then trade Justin Fields that right there and then. That's what they could do, but then again, I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not. I most certainly am not stupid. And I don't think the Bears are that stupid either to do that. Because I love Fields. I do. But there's discussions whether or not Indianapolis could trade up to the first over pick from four and go snab Bryce Young or snag English. I do not know how to English, clearly. And they could take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Who knows? I certainly don't know. Once again, I'm a dude behind a microphone. Uh, what's in the You're Screwed category? Hockey edition. I would like to say... These four teams, one per division, are in a bracket called, well, you're screwed. You're just, you're just grade A fucked here. You're in that special group of, I don't know what you're doing here, but let's try this. First of all, Pittsburgh is in free fall right now. Well, not free fall, but they're like, they're trying to hold on to the core when they clearly know that they need to move on from said core and they need to get assets back for said core, but knowing Pittsburgh, they won't do it. They won't. They literally won't do it. Then there's Chicago, which is in a very similar situation Except instead of like three or four guys, there's only two. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tades, who have been there for... Tades has been there for way too goddamn long. Kane? I don't know. 
this, this is a classic case of, okay, Chicago should have just moved on already. And then you get to Vancouver in the Pacific Division, in the Western Conference. They're in the fuck it, throw our hands in the air, see where everything goes. You traded Bo Horvat, your captain, to the Islanders for, you know, granted a first-round pick, a top prospect in Anthony Beauvillier, but there comes a point where you need to go, hey, management, what are we doing? And then you get to Montreal. Montreal's in that special place of I genuinely don't know what they're doing. Like, as of right now, Montreal has 44 points. They are... Well, they're, they're not in the you're fucked. They're not in that you're... You're not in the you're fucked category. That's Columbus. Columbus is in straight up you're fucked. And then there's Anaheim in the Pacific, who is... Let's just face it, they're fucked. San Jose, not as bad fucked, but Vancouver is in the I don't know what we're doing category. Chicago's just screwed. Chicago's just straight up screwed here. Wait, did I get that right? Wait, oh, I just updated my fucking ESPN. I got that completely wrong. Uh, Montreal is 54 points. Columbus is 44. Pittsburgh is 67. Chicago is 47, and then Vancouver's got 51. Okay, so they're still fucked, but regardless, you get what I mean. Wow, this is what happens when I don't update my my phone for quite some time. I get this crap. Now, you can make an argument that Coyotes are a special breed of, fuck, are a special breed of fucked here, but then again, I don't know shit. Alright. Russell Wilson was the problem, apparently. He wanted an office, as you know, in Seattle. But it gets better, you say. Oh, it does. Russell Wilson, apparently, wanted both Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired in his last year in Seattle. Ah, when will you learn that player empowerment does not work? When will you people learn? When will this... When will this end? When will player empowerment end? I do not know. And quite honestly, I just don't care anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the stupidity that player empowerment is. But then again, it has been decided. Russell Wilson is the single biggest reason why OP Carroll apology. In context, I have been wanting Pete Carroll fired for seven years. Now, I owe him a gigantic apology. Russell Wilson apparently was the problem. According to a report in The Athletic, Russell Wilson made a last-ditch effort before his inevitable trade to Denver. He went to Jody Allen and says, I want Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired. Now, Russ has since combated this report by saying, I love Pete Carroll as a father figure, 
And John had faith in me and drafted me in 2012. Nice PR stunt. I, I believe the athletic. I, if there's many things the athletic has done right here, is they're they're pretty credited. They have pretty good reporting skills. Pretty good reporting skills. Um, next up. The Islanders are rolling, but this is quick. The Islanders are rolling. It could be playoff bound. Um, they really could. They realistically could. Uh, they have sixty nice sixty nine points. That's awesome. And they realistically could finish as better as third in their division, which is awesome. Realistically, they could. Then again. I don't know a lot, but we'll see how this plays out. Um, all right, modern movie making is stupid. Modern movie making is fucking stupid. I cannot stand it to save my life. And this is going to be a long one, so be prepared. Recently, I watched Toy Story 4. And I gotta say, it was a very good movie. But then I asked this important question. Why'd you make four movies? Why did Pixar bother to make a fourth Toy Story film? Granted, it was cute, and we know Disney, their cravings for money. But this is a classic case of you wanted to make a movie, but you, you didn't necessarily have to make it. Star Wars has done this. There are constant cases of this is happen of this happening. Star Wars, as I said before, has done this three times. Okay? You know, DreamWorks, God forbid DreamWorks has done this. DreamWorks did this like five times, maybe more. They're making a fourth Kung Fu Panda movie. They made a basically a fifth or sixth Shrek film, and they're going to make another one. They made Puss in Boots, yes, Puss in Boots counts. You know, this is another case, you know, How to Train Your Dragon is another one, but then again, that was made into a trilogy and deserved to be a trilogy. But Star Wars is a perfect example of this. You didn't have to make the other th- the last three movies. You didn't have to make the sequels, but you did anyway. So, and they were good. They were good movies. Just weren't great. You know, Lord of the Rings is a perfect example of okay, you had to make those movies. Because the Hobbit trilogy was already a book first before the Lord of the Rings book series. But Lord of the Rings was made first. So you kind of had to make the Hobbit trilogy. See what I'm saying here? You know, Toy Story. They're making a fifth Toy Story film. Can you believe that shit? Like, when will the milking stop? When will the money milking stop? Please. I'm begging of you. Please, for the love of God. Please. 
you know, I, I miss, you know, remember when we got movies when we were growing up, like Finding Nemo? We grew up with The Lion King. We grew up with the Star Wars prequels. We grew up with those films. Like, Star Wars should have just... You know, should have... They should have stayed with the shows. I guarantee... I agree they should have stayed with the shows. But going on with the last three movies, they should have just went, Wait a minute. Hold up. We're making a mistake. They should have looked at episodes one through six and should have just said, Okay, let's stop right there. We told the story of the Empire. We told the story of Anakin Skywalker. We told the Skywalker legacy. We told that story. Let's stop there. Darth Vader, stop there. By the way, I will make an argument that Revenge of the Sith is the greatest Star Wars film ever made. Thank you. I will fight you. I will. I will die on this hill. Um. Oh, LeBron James can miss several weeks of the foot injury. Great. Like I care. Um. But like the Godfather trilogy, great films, and they stopped after the third film. Okay. And Indiana Jones. Now, Indiana Jones, great example. Should have stopped after the fourth after the fourth movie, The Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Should have stopped right there. But nope, they, they're making a fifth one. The Dial of Destiny. Why? Why are you doing that? Isn't Harrison Ford like 80? Like, there's my point. Okay. I'm done with that argument. Last one before we get, before we get going. I... I'm very curious to see what you guys think of this whole thing. But the whole point of like, you know, I want to give a quick story of what I'm of what I'm going to talk about. So people get very sensitive when it comes to this topic. But the whole like, I I, I don't know how the, I don't know where I was going with this, but. If you want to feel better about yourself, go work on yourself. Go work on it. And the whole being behind this discussion is to look at yourself in the mirror and say, God, what did I do to fuck this up here? You know? Like, you ever do that? You ever look at yourself in the mirror and you go, what the hell did I do here? I've done that. I did that this morning when I stepped on the scale and I was like, God, what the hell did I do here? I've done that. I've done that numerous times, in fact, where I've stepped on the scale or I've looked at myself in the mirror in the bathroom or in the closet. Yeah, I have a a mirror in my closet. And, And I go... What the fuck, man? Like, I've done that too many times. And you feel like shit. (laughs) You do. You feel like shit after that. But 
in the end, it's motivating because it motivates you to get better when it comes to not feeling what you're feeling. Hey, you don't want to feel like shit when it comes to, you know, how you feel physically, how you feel mentally or emotionally. You don't want to feel those things. Okay, you go work on that. You know, it's like, it's like when you're taking a test in school, okay? You're, you're, taking, you're, you're, you're taking an exam in school, college, high school, whatever the fuck, and you flunk the exam. Okay, how do you get better? You study. You work on it. You know, everyone wants to find their easy button when it comes to working on like their mental and physical health, but it's simple. There, there is an easy button, really. It's called work on it. Work on it. You know, anxiety, depression. You know, those thoughts that you have at night. You know, the shit that keeps you up at night sometimes. When your your brain is too wired because you want this the the constant revolving door of pain to stop. How do you fix it? Well, you work on it. You go and get the feelings out. You go talk about it. You go write it out on a piece of paper or some shit. You go get the energy out in like form of like a walk or cooking or you know podcasting for example or the gym. Do that shit. Find your release. Find a way to release this pain because it's, it's sure as shit ain't going to happen overnight. I could preach this for hours and for days and for weeks. This is not going to happen overnight. You need to understand that you want to find your easy button. That is your easy button. It comes to the price, though. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not. It's simply just not going to happen. And you want so bad to feel better about yourself you want to feel better okay you know the old saying is okay I can show you the door you gotta go through it or you can't make a you can show the horse water but you can't make them drink it they gotta want to drink it you know you know what I'm saying it's it's pretty good saying to live by And, you know, I've been bullied for years and years and years prior to doing this. And, you know, I still get insults from time to time. Like, oh, you look like seven months pregnant or whatever. It's it's a fat joke. Or, you you sure you can see or whatever? Because I have sometimes a bad eyesight. Or sometimes I call myself stupid. But that's, you know, kind of... people say it's like oh stop insulting yourself in reality it's like you know you're not I know I'm not stupid I know I'm not stupid but I know it's kind of dumb in me in my in my personal preference for me to go and say oh you're a brilliant mind it's I know I'm not a brilliant mind I'm, I know I'm certainly not stupid either I'm like dead smack in the middle if that makes sense. So, you want to work on your weight. Okay, eat better. 
eat better portions, eat eat better food. You want to feel better physically. Okay, go to the gym, go exercise. You want to feel better mentally. Talk about this shit. Talk about shit that bothers you. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to feel less bored. Okay, go build Legos. I just built a fucking Lego set like an hour ago. Go paint. Go, I don't know, work with wood or something. You know, build a sword out of wood or something. My buddy Lewis does that. He makes swords and shit out of wood. How cool is that shit? This dude's also like, he's got a computer for a brain, so. You know, best friend of 20 plus years. He finds ways to make happy. He finds himself ways to make himself happy. You know, I can find my I can find ways to make myself happy. There are some people that that don't find ways to make themselves happy, and that's okay. It's not the end of the world, but that's okay. Not to beat yourself about something you work on. All right. It's okay. There's an old meditation technique called the seven chakras, and. The thing about the seven chakras is that life is messy and your mind is like a creek. Life is messy and things tend to fall in the creek and the energy that's in your mind cannot flow through the creek. What happens? You need to open these paths through meditation in order order to open the seven paths of Open the open your seven chakras, the seven paths of enlightenment, and each of these door, each of these seven doors is open is is locked by some kind of emotion, whether it's fear, anger, or you know love or sadness or whatever the fuck, it could be any of those things. I highly suggest you take a look at those meditation techniques, study them. Study what makes you tick. Study what bothers you. And you open up about it. I guarantee you feel a lot better. All right, that'll do it for us. It's been almost a half an hour, but that's okay. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of Time to BS. I'm Stando Smooth, signing off. Coming to you from the be- I'm signing off from the beaches of Long Island, New York. I will see you guys around in this life or the next one. Peace out, guys.